You know what? You deserve a gift for being so loyal to this podcast. So instead of New Year's resolutions and dating this week, we'll do that next week. Going to give you a full show from last year, pretty recent, March 8th, 2023. Of course, Doc Love's stuff is timeless. So what's going to happen is you're going to hear the intro and then we're going to go right into the show and you're going to get everything commercial free. Hope you really enjoy it. And don't forget, of course, next week, New Year's resolutions and dating as we get back to a normal schedule. But enjoy your gift. And thanks for being here. Welcome to the Dating Women Podcast. Featuring the timeless coaching of Doc Love, the author of The System, better known as The Dating Dictionary, the book that has positively changed the lives of thousands around the world. Find out more at doclove.com and enjoy your free podcast. A new fresh show is delivered to you every Saturday. Now, here is your host, Jeff Stevens. Let's go to segment one. And this is April 18th, 2008, leading off with a celebrity file featuring Madonna and Kristen Bell. What do they like in men straight out of the system? First caller of the segment has a question about something from one of Doc's articles. Think about how valuable that is. The author of a weekly column is there to answer questions live. Looking back now, the access we all had to Doc was amazing. What do women want? A letter that came in from a woman that owns the system. Great stuff. Next up after that, a You Changed My Life letter. A mental health counselor that uses the system in his practice. Then we wrap up this segment with a brainwashing file. Five things you should never say to a woman. Doc doesn't like this and tells us why. Well, we're going to be talking about what women want pretty soon. And also we're getting back into brainwashing. We haven't done it for the last few weeks because of a lot of books that we've been breaking down. But uh, first of all, the man himself, Doc Love. What's up, Doc? Hey, man. How are you doing? Good, man. Uh, Celebrity file with uh, Madonna and Kristen Bell. Yes, yes, listen to this. They were talking about uh, what they like in men. Now listen to this. This is from Madonna, husband of uh, Guy Ritchie, been married seven years. Quote, I had to marry someone as tough as me. I had to marry a challenge. Otherwise, I would just get bored. How's that, huh? Right out of the kitty cat's mouth. And then we got uh, Kristen Bell. Being able to make me laugh is my number one. But my number two is being able to make him laugh. Now, here's what's great about this, Jeff. You notice how she says, but my number two is being able to make him laugh? You know what that means? That means that she's a giver. She's she's yeah, she's, good, she's, yeah. she's she's not saying, okay, put a show on for me and I'll tell you if I like you or not. But I'm really I'm willing to meet you halfway by making you laugh also. Again, a guy who has uh you know, the system and Master 1, 2, or 3. He'll be able to see that. But my number two is being able to make him laugh. So here you got Miss Bell and Miss Madonna talking about what do I tell you guys? The key to women, humor and challenge. And everybody knows Madonna is tough. Tough. Multi, multi millionaire. I think she's 49 now or 49, almost 50. And, you know, she goes to Japan, and they're lined up for three miles. This woman lines them up still around the block four times. That's how powerful she is in the music industry. Going to talk about what women want in just a second. But first, Ray from Lenexa, welcome to the Doc Love Show. Ray, what is your question for us today? Yes, hi, Doc. Uh, I was uh, reading your weekly article, and I have a question about something that you underlined There's a sentence that says there should never be any type of definition of what the nature of the relationship is or is going to be in the future. And I remember... Hold it, hold it. In the beginning stages. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, after after four to six months, then we're going to start talking about that type of stuff. But the point is this. She's going to bring it up. But out of the chute, we're just there to have a fun time. I don't want to get into serious stuff. Okay, now when is it too soon for her to start bringing up marriage? Uh, I would I would say uh, if she brought up marriage before, uh, I want I want to get at least a year in. The le- I want I, see you have you have to go with this girl. Uh, you got to get the first ten dates in, then you got to get the six months, then you got to get the twelve months, and then you got to get the two years. So somewhere between a year and two years, it's okay for her to bring it up. But if she starts bringing it up like on 
how many kids do you want on the fourth date? This girl's rushing you. She's pressuring you. So what would you do? Just get rid of her? Uh, no, I would, I would chalk it up as just one big red flag and then look for some more. I'm not going to get rid of her. Rid of her. I'd say, well, I'd like to have three or four kids. You know, after I go out with, I just say after I go out with somebody two or three years, and what are you telling her? Two or three years. So if she says, well, I got to know sooner, goodbye. Let her drop you. I okay. want you to do everything, but I want you guys to do it later. The biggest mistake men make is they come on heavy too fast, too soon. And uh, I had one guy uh, for phone coaching last week. And uh, on the seventh date, she wants to introduce the guy to the parents. I say it's too soon. I want you to meet her parents. But after six months... Let's let's get some time in. Let's really get to know each other. So you have a lot of women out there who, because of low self-esteem or they have no patience, they want to push this relationship along. And things have to unfold slowly. When you go to water a rose, you water it. You water it too much, the water runs over the side of the vase, right? And it goes on the floor because that rose is going to grow and it's going to open slowly with time and it's going to be beautiful. And that's what guys have to realize and women that we don't know each other. And we're talking about marriage. We're going to be together from 35 to 50 years. And to bring this up in the first year, it's way, way too soon, I feel. Okay. Anything else, Ray? Question. Ray, anything else? No, that's it. Thanks for okay, the Okay, buddy. Hey, I sure appreciate you calling. Doc Love is heard around the world on WSRadio.com and also on KTRB AM 860 in San Francisco, California. Remember, we record on Fridays. So if you want to get your calls in at 877-474-3302, do so on Friday. And, of course, this being Friday, get your calls in now. But, uh, Doc, uh, what do women want? Yeah, I got a letter here from uh, a gal named Judy. She says, I have your dating dictionary. She says, I love you and Jeff. And when I saw your little movie at DocLove.com, Doc Love at Venice Beach, you asked all those women, what would you change about dating men in love? Well, I've got my own ideas here, and I'd like to give them to you. And if you would, please read this to the guys out there. And, so, and then she says, keep up the great work. By the way, can I be a loyal student? Judy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, so here's what she said. I would make men more patient and detached. Patient? What do I tell you, guy? Patience is the key to women. Detached. I tell you, guy, the key, the key to women is challenge. I would make men less jealous and possessive. Guys, you can be jealous and possessive. Just don't react to it physically or talk about it. I would make men have a backbone and be able to say no to me. I want to meet a guy who will put me in my place only when I deserve it. I want a man whom I can't control. I want a man, when I test him, he doesn't give in. I want a man who keeps me guessing. Signed, Judy. Again, that goes along with our celebrity file. It's, I mean, it's straight out of the book. It's straight out of the system. Yeah, like I said, well, about, about 2% of our sales are to women. And what, what the women are doing now is if a guy doesn't do what's in the book, they know to get rid of him. Plus, they know if they're structured, hey, gals, loosen up here a bit. Be a little bit flexible, okay? You got a good guy, don't bust, don't bust his chops, and don't look for, for, for perfection. Now, we have a You Changed My Life letter. I love the, I absolutely love these on the show because it just shows that, uh, and we get, we get so many of them. It just shows that how much the system is impacting people's lives. It says, hi, Doc Love. I bought the dating dictionary a while back. And then in large capital letters, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm a mental health counselor who uses your system in my practice. I think that your system ought to be taught in colleges as part of the psychology curriculum. Forget about studying Freud. Students ought to study Doc Love. I am currently currently pursuing a Ph.D., and I refuse to abandon your system despite all my psychological theories that I was taught. Your theory will continue to live through me forever. Your loyal student, Harry, lecturer, York College of the City University of New York. And just think, I got a D, a D in psychology, Fresno State. That's my background. <laughs> and this guy's working on his Ph.D. Hear that, guys? He's a mental health counselor, and he's an instructor, and he is recommending the system highly and thinking it should be in the college curriculum. I really... I really believe that because, as we've said many times on the show, it's not just about dating. It's about a way to live your life. It's about a way for a man to move through the world like a man. 
That's right. We want you guys to be manly men. And unbeknownst to yourself, sometimes you guys go out there, you say and do things which turn women off. And that's why Jeff and I are here. Because if you can't turn them off by doing stupid things, she can't get rid of you. So don't give her the ammunition, guys. Brainwashing, Doc. Yeah, I got this from two different uh, loyal students. One is Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Chris. And it's called Five Things You Should Never Say to a Woman. And this is by Sarah Miller. Women, this, this you're going to love this. Women freak out, often at you, often for no discernible reason. You say something that you consider totally innocuous or even downright nice, only to find that you've offended, enraged, and annoyed us. Your first problem being attracted to a woman, a very weird group of people, she's saying that, is not going to go away. But here's a problem you can solve. Word choice. You need to know the phrase that, once introduced to her volatile atmosphere, will result in an explosion or a quiet contempt. Then you need to strike them with your vocabulary. And then she mentions five things to say, which are all wrong. I don't want to go into those. But I want you to listen to this. Women freak out often at you, often for no discernible reason. They they get outraged, volatile atmosphere, explosion, quiet contempt. Do you hear all these, these anti-qualities? So rather than say those five things, after she gets done tacking you verbally, you say, I'll tell you what, honey, if you, when you want to start practicing control, self-control, you give me a call in two weeks and you walk out. You don't say those five stupid things to find out what you did wrong or play psychiatrist. You got, you get out of there because you got psycho girls on your hand. And so here this woman is telling you to accept this in the relationship. No, 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 guys. When they do that and they scream and yell, you don't sit there and take the beating. You say, give me a call in two weeks if you if you decide you want to learn how to uh, control your temper. I'm out of here. That's what you tell them. It's all about self-control, too. It's all about saying, you know what, you're not going to treat me like that. And if you do, we're not going to argue. We're not going to fuss. We're not going to fight. I'm just going to disappear. You got it right on the head, man. Right on the head. Segment 2, April 18, 2008, leading off with a caller who wants to know about dating women with tattoos. And this takes the whole segment. Interesting stuff from Doc. Also, can he approach a woman in a coffee shop that has a big engagement ring? May not be an engagement ring, says Doc. And Doc explains. Plus, he says, ask for the home phone number, which is now just phone number after Doc changed that rule when cell phones became prevalent. The phone lines are open, 877-474-3302, or international, 858-678-8958. And we now go to Seattle with Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the Doc Love Show. What's your question? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, quick question about, uh, I have the system, and uh, Doc wrote um, something about tattoos on a woman, and it says, you know, in the book, it said that tattoos are basically a sign of, not a sign of intelligence. Uh, now, <laughs> if, if you were to go out with a girl with a tattoo, is that is that automatically a flag? No, see, this, the, let me, let me, I, I was being facetious there, okay? Let me tell you something. Tattoos are in right now. Everybody's got tattoos. But I got a cousin, okay? She's got one on her stomach the size of about it's an eight-inch sun on her stomach. She's got this panther crawling down her right arm. She's got she's got a whale on one leg, and when she wears shorts and sleevesless uh, top, I wouldn't want to date a girl like this, me personally. But I want to tell you guys out there one thing about uh, now uh, about tattoos. Now, if a girl has a little one, let's say it's the size of a quarter. And it's on her ankle or below the, below the bikini line in the front or the back. I don't mind something like that. But when you start getting into 5, 10, 15 tattoos, and here's the thing. They don't look good on old people. Now, I realize all your athletes and all your movie stars and all these people are getting tattoos right now. But as far as you guys are concerned, if you guys already have a tattoo, that's fine. If you never want to get a tattoo, that's fine. But you guys are on the line. I want to tell you guys something. 25% of the people that get tattoos have them removed. And what I would do say is this. Am I going to do anything where the odds are one in four that I'm going to change my mind? Because this is like marriage. When you have a tattoo, this is going to be on 40, 40, 50 years. And you see these movie stars who break up with these guys, and then they add something to it to change the guy's name. And then the worst to me, because I'm in the image, you see the, you see the, uh, 
you see those shows on MSNBC on Rikers, and it shows you all the guy, all the gang members down there with the tattoos on their forehead and their neck and all this. You know, if all the guys in prisons didn't have to, didn't have tattoos, I would probably say it's okay to get one. But you never want to do anything that's forever unless you're 100% sure, and that means tattoos and women. Jeff, okay. anything, anything more, Jeff, on that? Actually, yes, I do. Um, yeah. I read um, an article, a, psych- a psychological, a psychology article. It, it basically says that any ladies who have tattoos on them uh, basically don't get along with their parents. To, to sum it up, uh, that, that's what I was trying to get at. No, no, I, I, I don't see that. That see, to, to the, today, I know, I know some women who are really sharp. They got master's degrees, and they have a little. They have a, they have one or two real small. But when you start getting into 5, 10, and 15, and these things are the size of your fist, and everything gets old, and we, especially when you look at this thing eight years later and you're saying, oh, why did I put that on my arm? Or when you go to get a job, and here you have a tie-on and a collar, and you're interviewing with this guy across from you, and you're basically you're asking him for money and a job, and you happen to turn to the side, and you see this side, this the head of a lion coming out over the top of the shirt, I mean, the guys are going to think, and you could probably be a good guy. You got a great credit rating. You've never committed any crimes. I'm into image. And the point is this. If you don't have tattoos, she's not going to say, well, I can't go out with a guy who doesn't have tattoos. But the point is this. If you got them up and down your arms and your back and your leg, I'm telling you, it could be overdone because this is forever. And I've read some statistics where 50% of the people have them removed. No, if you could put on a tattoo and it's going to stay on for six months and disappear, I'd say go ahead and give it a try. But anytime you mark your body, in a lot of women's eyes, some women say, I don't want a guy to put that on his body. That's going to be there forever. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow that to be, uh, to knock me out of the box. Anything else, Jeff? Actually, I do have another question. Um, I go to this coffee shop, um, like twice, maybe even three times a week, and there's always this lady. Uh, who's uh, giving me buying signals. Um, for the past month or so, uh, she's been kind of flirty and, and asking me uh, where I've been if I if I don't show up for more than a week. Yeah. Um, ask, her, is, ask her for the number. Yeah. The thing is, today, um, I saw her with a big engagement ring. That's I mean, okay. That, that, ask, that, her, that, ask her anyway. Ask her out? or No, ask her for the home phone number. Okay. Okay. All right. Give it a shot. Call in next okay. week. Tell me what happened. Okay. You got it, buddy. Maybe she just, maybe she just had a lot of women wear rings just to keep the flies off. Segment three, April 18th, 2008, starting with a caller. And Doc talks about building value before asking for the number. And what's the best way to ask? Next up, you change my life letter via Doc Love Mail. Brainwashing. Fighting with your spouse can be good for your health. As you can imagine, Doc is not in agreement with this. Put the spark back in your relationship. Five things. More brainwashing. Doc says four things are great, but he doesn't talk about them. He takes apart the one he doesn't like. More brainwashing. How to cancel a date at the last minute. Got Robbie on the line right now. Robbie calling all the way from Auckland, New Zealand. Welcome to the Doc Love Show. What's up, Robbie? Hey, Doc. How you doing? Good. I got two questions. Now, every time I talk to a girl, I ask and, uh, and I ask her name, and she asks me mine. I'm asking for the order. It's just turned into a habit now. But uh, what do you think about getting numbers while you're clubbing, Doc? Yeah, anytime you meet a woman. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is this, though. Don't just say, you know, you don't just say hi. What's your name? My name. Now you're saying her name is Caprice, and then you shut up and you wait for her to ask you yeah, for yeah. your name. Okay. Yeah. Now, if she does that, now what you have to do is call. You got to build the sale. You got to build value. In other words, you're going into a guy's house and you're going to sell him aluminum siding for $16,000. You can't say, oh, this house will cost sixteen grand. Write out a check for deposit and sign this. No, but three hours later, after you've told them all the great things about aluminum siding, i.e., you're building value. So try to talk to this gal, you know, for anywhere from five to 15 minutes. But even if you only get 45 seconds in, just say, by the way, what's your home phone number? And then shut up and watch your watch your response. Yeah. Okay. And um, and like in day game and in night game, how long 
into the like a conversation should you ask a number like the same amount of time? Well, no, it, dep- it depends on the situation. If, if if you're at a wedding, let's say, or you're at a party that you got invited to, and, and you're sitting there and it's going well, and you can get 15 to 20 minutes in, I would go ahead and do that. But sometimes it's a rush job, or you're in a club and you can barely hear because the music's so damn yeah. loud. That's the thing. What I used to do when I was a young gunner is I would say, come over here a second, and let's, so let's walk outside and get a, a breath of fresh air. And then what you do is you take her outside and talk to her in front of the front door. Now, a lot of girls, they don't want to leave. You know what, you, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I have found the ones that do leave end up giving you the number. Plus, by her leaving, uh, it's called a physical action close. So you're moving her to a quieter place where you guys can uh, talk for a second, and then you're going you're to write down the number. But it doesn't make any difference uh, how long you talk, but you have to build value. Got That's it. the thing. Got it. Anything else, Robbie? No, you got it, Doc. Okay, Thank man. You. Thank you for calling from Auckland. Doc, I got a quick You Changed My Life letter from Doc Love at WSRadio.com. This goes along with what you just said with Robbie, is that uh, you always have to be asking for the number because it's truly a numbers game. Uh, dating, as you say often on this show and in the system in your articles, it's like sales. The more that you're out there kind of uh, kind of. Uh, casting your net, the better you have a chance of uh, catching the fish. Uh, Tim writes, Doc, I get a lot of crap from my buddies saying I am too picky. But, Doc, I am doing the system, and I would be the first person to enjoy a relationship with a flexible giver with no attitude problem. But, honestly, I've not found any flexible givers without serious attitude problems, at least not in my last 40 different women. The reason I'm writing you is 40? that... Forty. He said forty. He's, he's yeah. got sixty-seven more to go. <laughs> I'm kidding, hey, girls. I'm kidding. Number, I love you, good women. Please, please. I'm not a basher. <laughs> he says the reason I'm writing you is I found a very good girl after forty bad apples. There is no way on earth I would have ever made it this far without you and your system. Thank you for your system and your show. Beautiful man. Beautiful. That's what that's that makes my day. When I hear something like that, look at this. Number forty one. Patience. He never gave up, guys, and now he's got a good apple. Great letter. I think a lot of times though that guys just throw their hands up. I mean, he might have been if he was an average guy that maybe that wasn't trained by the system, round girl number twenty two, well, you know, she she nags me a lot and she she really kinda has low interest level, but I'm, I'm going to marry her because, you know, I, I'm just not going to get a good one. And Tim, he just didn't give up until he found somebody. I'm going to tell you guys, you don't get what you deserve, you get what you negotiate. And with the system, by going in slowly, not giving, giving away the store, you appear to be different from all the other guys who are down on their uh, knees begging, please keep me, please, please give me a chance, and going along with everything. Well, we got some brainwashing, Doc. Listen, listen to this title. This is by Diane. Fighting with your spouse can be good for your health. Fighting oh, oh, with your spouse can be good for your health. I can't wait to hear this health. one. Okay, this is, okay. She quotes this married woman. My husband, quote, my married, my husband has this thing with laundry that drives me nuts. Says Amelia Sawyer, a 28-year-old mother of two in Cleveland. Quote, he's supposed to wash and I'm supposed to fold. But he does like 10 loads at a time and then dumps it all on the bed. With two kids, I don't have time to fold 10 loads at one time. So I leave it. And then he comes home and throws it in the closets and to go to bed. And then things just spiral out of control there and we argue, argue, argue. Now let me ask you a question. He's got two, she's got two kids, okay? Now you can't tell me every time the kids take a nap, she goes over and she folds a couple loads. She doesn't have to do it all at once. This woman isn't organized. But then listen to this. This this is the best part. Anyway, Laundry Warrior Sawyer uses a digital version of the kitchen table confessional. Quote, my blog has become my therapy. When I have issues, I, I write a blog post and my husband can read it at work. And then he'll come home and we'll talk about the problem. While she's doing the blog, she can be folding the clothes. Don't know much about hypocrisy. So much for a fair fight, right, guys? More garbage just, out there. Fighting with your spouse can be good for your health. I, that, I mean, that title alone, you just know that you're just going to get a load of crap within the article. Yeah. Now listen to this. More brainwashing. This is from Thank You, Jason. 
Put the spark back in your relationship. Five things to do. Four are great. So we're going to talk about number five. I love you. Say it four times a day. For most couples, saying the words I love you has become routine. Jeff, they're telling you that saying I love you is routine, and then they tell you to say it four times a day. Not sure what exactly that means. <laughs> well, if it's routine, it means there's nothing to do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they So when you get up in the morning with your wife at wow. 6, say I love you. And then at 12 o'clock, call her on the cell phone, say I love you. When you come home at 6, say I love you. And then you go to bed at 10, set your alarm for two hours. And at midnight, say I love you. Every six hours for the rest of your life, I love you, I love you, I love you. But we talked about this on the show a month ago about when to say I love you. You do that kind of schedule. You're just a parrot. Oh, this is by uh, Dr. Laura Berman, another female. Remember, remember, guys, 90% of the uh, love coaches out there are women. Any chance they take the woman's side? Oh, no, we're objective. What I like about this brainwashing segment, though, is the people that you're thanking for it. These are students that are emailing it in to you, which means you got a lot of people out there that are paying attention, and uh, a lot of this stuff is getting debunked. These guys have seen the light due to the system. That's the point. Due to the Cary Grant movies, due to Mastery 1, 2, and 3. And they send me this information. I'll bet you Rush Limbaugh has eight or ten guys running around gathering this stuff. And all my loyal students, they mail me this stuff. But more importantly, these guys see things they wouldn't have seen without the system. That's what's great. The light bulb went on. And when they read something, they can read really deeply into what's really going on. Well, we got about a minute left. I think we can start another brainwashing, Doc. If we need to continue it, we can go into the next segment with it. Yeah. Um, this is, this is, this is, uh, let me give, let me give you, ah, here we go. How to, this is an article. This is from Roman. Thank you, Roman. Roman sends me a lot of good stuff. How to cancel a date at the last minute. Why'd you give him the number? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> asked that. If you're going to cancel a date, don't give him the number. Okay, and it says here, number two, step two, uh, blame it on outside circumstances. Okay, and what do I tell you in the dating dictionary? You know, 747 landed in the pool. My grandmother has cancer. I got the state bar. My parakeet has a, has a, had a heart attack. And then the other, the first <laughs> rule is call as soon as possible. The name of the article is how to cancel a date the last minute, and then she's telling you to call as soon as possible. How about... Don't make the date. If you're not interested, say no thank you and smile and walk off. Try it, women. Try it. Segment four, April 18, 2008. Doc leads off by talking about how men and women relate to each other. According to Doc, a lot of women think men are idiots, and Doc said he can't blame them. Our first caller wants to know about what to do when his lady says that she loves him all the time. He also wants to know about respect, affection, romance, and humor as part of the maintenance program. And the final caller of the segment says the dating dictionary gave him an edge. Alive, you changed my life letter. Plus, Doc had a great answer for his personal life. I had to laugh because that was Doc. He was not going to ever reveal anything personal about himself. I knew Doc Love very well. Amazing businessman and mentor. Tom Hodges? I knew very little about him. Very private guy. This is just the way things are. All yeah, guys are yeah. like this. You know what I'm saying? Well, she's just not that affectionate. Well, she's quiet. She's kind of. She's kind of on the quiet side. She does. Uh, she's not real touchy feely. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you something. I can tell you. I can show you the most shy girl with the lowest self esteem in the world. But I'll tell you this: when she's around the guy she loves with 95% interest level, her whole personality changes. But the guys don't say- recognize that. And I say, Doc, just real quick here, is if guys are just man up and say, I'm okay with being alone, I don't need a bad woman in my life, then you'd start to see a change in how women act. But as it stands now, I bet you if you go to put a microphone among a group of women in the average nightclub in America, you hear lots of laughter and incredulous, I can't believe he was that dumb statements. Yeah, guys don't realize this. As a group, women think men are idiots when it comes to love. I'm telling you. And I'm, and women will, when they get together with a little, uh, you know, we talk about sports and business. All they do is sit around and men bash. And with all the mistakes men are making, in one sense, I can't blame them. Let's get to the callers. 
Louisville is on the line right now. Scott, welcome to the Doc Love Show. you got about a minute or a minute and a half. Go, man. Hey, Scott. I mean, <laughs> Doc and uh, Jeff. Uh, yeah. Great show. I love your show. Uh, i got two questions. Uh, the first one is, my gal's always saying I love you all the time. I mean, sometimes they're like 30 seconds apart looking for the, you know, the response from me. Yeah, you know uh, what you say? What's that? Say, I know you do. Well, I've, I've tried doing that, and it doesn't seem to slow it down. It's that doesn't make it ever. Just say it again. I just say it again. Every time Keep she on. says, I love you, just say, I know you do. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay, and my second question, uh, the maintenance program, yeah. romance, respect, and affection, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, what you're going to do is, is when this girl becomes your uh, your wife, you're going to give her respect, you're going to give her affection, and you're going to give her romance, and you're going to give her humor. And remember, don't change your personality as soon as you get married and say, oh, boy, I don't have to do Doc Love, any, Doc Love anymore because she loves me. It's just the beginning. It's one thing to get her to fall in love with you, but what you have to do, you have to keep her in love with you. But the, but when you're married, what you got to do is you got to give your wife a compliment every other day for 12 seconds. Okay. You, you can do that, can't you? Say, honey, hey, you know something? I noticed you painted the bedroom. You did a great job. And I really appreciate it. And you go over there and you give her a kiss. Takes okay. you 12 seconds. That's all. But guys can't do that. Guys can't spend 12 seconds. That's what you're going to do. Now, what about the respect? You're not going to look at other women. No dirty magazines. No porno. Okay. Okay. When you go out with your buddies, you can look at all the young women in their bikinis at the beach, okay? But with that woman, you don't look at other women, make comments about other women under any circumstances. I got it. That, okay. That's great. If you got a cool wife, she'll she'll hit you in the she'll hit you in the ribs with the elbow and she says, I know you're dying to look at that girl, so go ahead. And then you're gonna say, sheepishly, What girl is that, honey? And the girl looks like a playmate, she's like ten feet from you at the beach. Right. Play with it, have fun with it. That sounds great, Doc. Thanks for calling. Hey, I appreciate it. You got her, Matt. Let's go to Dave, Los Angeles. Dave, go. Hi there. Um, I just wanted to share this. I I was raised by a very strong but loving mother, uh, but a controller. Uh huh. Um, your dating dictionary really helped give me an edge. And Good. Because I, she she taught me how to. Uh, well, my mom raised me in thinking that I had to treat girls like I did her, you know, my mom and my sister, and right. it didn't work. No, it doesn't. That has, see, when you go out with a woman, she has to earn you. And like I said, you don't get what you deserve. You get, you get what you negotiate. And you're probably, your mother was probably a great mother. But the point is this. I turned your head around, right? Yeah. That's what counts. Anything else, Dave? Also, the fact that uh, I've, I've experienced lately in my dating the keep it light and fun. Man, I do that all the time. Every guy. Keep it light and fun. Stay away from serious. That, you you got it, babe. Hey, can I can I just say one little thing? You got two seconds. Okay, can I ask you about your personal life? How yeah, I do. You? Dave, I do great. Thank you for calling. Moving on to segment one, April twenty fifth, two thousand eight. Another pitch for the Doc Love Club at the top of this segment. Thank you again for your support in keeping it going for fifteen years and counting. Some guys just aren't going to get it. Don't waste a lot of time. Doc gives you the way to share his materials so you aren't frustrated, and this still holds true today. Anna Kornikova and Enrique Iglesias graced the celebrity file. Find out why, and it's all about mistakes that he was making. Doc illustrates a new law for us, the on and off factor, and he uses the celebrity file to expand on that new law. The prison file, a file that didn't last long, but Doc uses it to talk about 100% interest level. Are you listening now? And uh, you're probably thinking, in case you're not a member of the Doc Love Club, hey, what happened to the iTunes podcast? Well, that has been shut down. Uh, The only way that you can get access to the podcast and the archives is by joining the Doc Love Club, D-O-C-L-O-V-E-C-L-U-B. So definitely visit today if you have not gone there yet. The man himself right now, the guy saving the sanity, money, and time of men all over the world, Doc Love. What's up, Doc? Is that a big responsibility? (laughs) I would have to say it is, man. On my shoulders, all these men, three billion men. (laughs) Well, since 90% of them don't listen to you, it's probably something like... uh, Oh, I think it's 99. (laughs) I think it's a lot higher. Yeah, they have yeah, a they have a legal gets in the way all the time. And I I had something hit me the other day, and you know I have guys that are you know 
they get the they get the faith, you know what I mean? They want to go out and preach the doc love word, if you will. And they're talking to their brother or their cousin or their best friends, and they're arguing with them and over this and that and this and that. And I thought I thought a lot of it was ego, and I which it is. And I thought that you know what's wrong with these guys? Are they just they just don't want to take information from another male? Whereas our Pat Riley and I teach you some basketball moves, man, you you say, oh yeah, great, great, what a great coach. But of course not Doc Love. And what I was what I figured out was this is a lot of you guys out there that are on my side know what I'm talking about. When you're out there trying to preach the word, a lot of these guys, and it's just hit me, they just don't see it. It's not that it's their ego, or I'm not going to take advice from a man, but they just don't see what I'm saying, and it's too bad. Well, you know, I was thinking about the same thing this week, Doc. It's funny you said that, but uh, you have to be smart to be able to grasp the Doc Love system. I mean, there's a lot of studying involved. There's a lot of concepts you throw in there, and a guy that a guy that really gets it and grasps it is a guy that's a smart cookie, and he's a guy that wants to improve his life. Yeah, and uh, you guys out there, like I said, the guy doesn't want to listen. Just say, listen to the radio show and join the Doc Love Club. And if you have any questions, get back to me. 99% of them won't bother you again because most of them just want to cry on your shoulder. So let's talk about Anna Kornikova. Anna Kornikova and Enrique Iglesias in our celebrity file. Yeah, so listen to this. Santo Domingo. And this is from uh, my student, Jacobo. Uh, Spanish pop singer Enrique Iglesias says he has tried repeatedly, tried repeatedly to convince his girlfriend, Anna, to marry him, but with no luck. Iglesias spoke to reporters Friday after arriving in the Dominican Republic on the first of nine concerts planned across Latin America. Iglesias says he's been involved with a tennis star for three years and says she keeps ignoring his appeals to wed. In his words, quote, I always try, but she pays me no attention. And the father, of course, <laughs> the heavy yeah, guy, you know, good. Julio Iglesias, you know, one of the biggest, you know, star, international stars. So he, you know, he comes from a heck of a family, but I'm thinking he's telling the press, by the way, the girl I've been with for three years doesn't want to marry me. So what about all the other beautiful women that would give their, uh, their uh their uh, any part of their body to this guy if they had a chance and i say this guy's image drops why are you telling the press that you're a loser why are you sharing your dirty laundry with the press and now let's get into it now what happens is this is what i call a upside down relationship his interest level is 95 and hers is 85 it should be the other way around and she should be asking him to get married. But see, that doesn't enter his mind. He doesn't say, if I ask her to get married, there's a possibility I'd get turned down. If she asks me to get married, there's no possibility. The key to women is patience. What do you think, Jeff? I, you, you hit the nail on the head, of course, Doc. It's, it's, it's something like this Enrique Iglesias thing. And again, I think there's a classic case of a guy's ego getting in the way because he just figures that, uh, you know, I'm just going to wear her down, and of course she's going to want to marry me. It never enters his mind that he should lay lay back a little, see what happens, and see if she actually has the interest to marry him. Because as you often say on the show, Doc, 40 years you're going to be with somebody, you want to make sure they're really in your corner and they have high interest level in you. But he's he's probably asked her three, will you marry me, will you marry me, will you marry me? Now he becomes a nag. And begging doesn't raise interest level. He's lowering it. He's nagging and he's begging. Two very unmanly traits. And yet when he goes out to sing, you know, here's two or three thousand women that love him. He should ask one of them to get married. They'll, 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 all of them would say yes before the first date. There's another example. There's another example for the guys that, uh, are in the audience listening about a girl, like, you know, a, a comics use woman will say, well, I'm just not ready to date right now. 
which means I'm not ready to date you right now. You. And you think about this Enrique, Enrique Iglesias, you talk about all these women that would just go nuts. They, oh, of course I want to go out with him. Well, you know what? If a woman can't treat you in the manner that they would treat an Enrique Iglesias, there's no point in being out with her. There's no point in wasting your time. You're better off alone. See, he doesn't see begging. He thinks he can actually wear her down. And trying to convince somebody to raise their interest level so they'll get married to you, it's not going to work. Let's go on to a couple more uh, of our uh, favorite, favorite yeah, stars here. Yeah, that first on we got, and off file. Yeah, that, yeah. That, in fact, the the system just grew when I was like, we have a new a new law. We call it the on and off the on and off factor. The on and off factor says when it all ends, it'll be off. It'll never be on on. Examples: Sean Penn and Robin Wright Penn uh, have put a stop to their divorce proceedings. Now here's somebody that went down and filed from divorce. The point is this. If it's her, her interest level's 40 to 49. Women with interest level 51% or higher don't file for divorce. So he got a hold of her. And there's also a rumor that when they have parties, they end up fighting at parties to where people don't want to come to their parties anymore. Now, I know this guy is a volatile guy. You know, I don't know about her. And I'm not blaming him or her. The point is this. We're talking on and off. And the other on and off is uh, one of my favorite actors, Owen Wilson, and he's seeing Kate Hudson again. Now, any of you people out there that know more about this than I do, I thought the first time she left this guy, he tried to commit suicide, and now he's going back to the girl that he's suicidal about? I mean, is this a wise decision? Aren't you playing with fire here? Now, that's what I noticed because I read uh, Star Magazine, U.S. Magazine, I read People Magazine, and they'll give pages and pages to Owen Wilson and his attempted suicide, but nobody says, why did he do it? Four pages on Owen Wilson, not one sentence. Well, let's take a guess. I wonder what it is. And I say, because Kate Hudson walked the first time, now she's back in a lot his life. You know, she splits again when it goes off, and this guy's going to be looking for a tall building to jump off of. I just don't understand why these people have the mentality, these guys, that once the relationship is broken, that you can go back. Again, it comes from ego. Once a woman leaves you, or once you have those problems that cause the relationship to end, it's not all of a sudden going to get better. I'm telling you, love is a drug. And that's why I want you guys, your interest level will be 81 80 up to 89, but not to get in the stratosphere because you're not going to be the same person. Don't forget, guys, you can call in for free at 877-474-3302. That's your toll-free number. Across the pond, as they say, 858-678-8958. we got the prison file now, Doc. Oh, I love uh, this. I love love when the guards get the guy out of prison (laughs) because we know... That's 100% interest level. Wichita, Kansas. A former prison guard romantically involved with one of two inmates who she helped escape pleaded guilty yesterday to federal firearms charge, telling relatives she realizes, I was used. (laughs) It's so funny. Amber Lynn Goff, 24, was indicted in November in the escape of previous, the previous month of Jesse Bell, 34, and Stephen Ford, 27. Listen to this, Jeff. This was a maximum security pin, all right? The three were arrested in New Mexico a few days later. Goff's family said she had a romantic relationship with Ford before the escape. So she's in there guarding these guys, and he says, hey, listen, I'll tell you what, honey. You know I really like you. You know, of all the guards here, I think you're the best, and I think I'm falling in love with you. Oh, you do? Yeah, could you do me a favor? Uh, me and my buddy, uh, Stephen Ford, you know, we're in here for life. It's, we'd really appreciate it. Let's get out of here and the three of us will be together forever. Oh, what a great idea. So look at, well, I'll set it up in the next two nights. We'll get you out of here. And then she doesn't think we're going to have nine million cops in the FBI looking for us. They go crazy when these escape. They go house to house. They bring out the guard dogs. I mean, but you got to give me this. 
This woman had a 100% interest level. So next time you guys call a girl and she said, especially you college guys, well, I got this big exam next week. Could you call me like in five or six weeks? Think about uh, what this girl did for her true love in the maximum security prison. And the bottom line to all this, too, is exactly what you say, because, you know, there's probably some nice guy out there, Wimpus Americanus, that is like, well, I don't really want to ask you for your number. I'm, I'm kind of shy, but do you think we might have a date sometime, you know, asking in a very weak way? And meanwhile, she's breaking guys out of prison. Has, exactly. Has a, hasn't a clue. Just hasn't a clue. But you got to learn to close. And that's what the system is about, asking for the order. Segment two now, April 25th, 2008, the legal file, another short-lived file, but you can be prosecuted for adultery in South Carolina? The point is not the legal aspects of this, though. Doc uses this to illustrate interest level once again, and this takes the whole segment. Well, we got some brainwashing coming up in just a second, but Doc, I was really amazed by this story when you were telling me this story off the air with the legal file and... If you commit adultery, you can be prosecuted. Not the person that you committed, not the person that actually committed it with you, the one that was in the relationship, but the person that was outside the relationship. Explain this. This is crazy. Yeah, well, uh, this this article is from Roman, and Roman always sends me good stuff. And this, this comes with a legal file. And South Carolina is about ready to pass a law that, let's say, Jeff, you live there with your wife, and your wife runs off with this guy, Johnny, okay? Well, what you're going to be able to do is you're going to sue Johnny after your wife moves in with him or marries him because he stole your wife. But here's the, here's the thing. Jeff, if your wife has 95% interest level, she can't be stolen. Her interest level has to be 40 to 49. She has to fall out of love with you to be attracted to Johnny. And and here's the thing. Let's say your wife works with Johnny and lies to him and said, by the way, my husband and I filed. Uh, it's going to be three months, but we can go out now. I'd like to see you. Meanwhile, the husband doesn't know any of this. So she she ends up running around with Johnny. The husband hires a photographer. And that if the wife commits adultery, she is the one that's breaking the marriage contract. Not you, Jeff. You're not. It's not you. You just did a bad job of keeping your wife in love with you. How do you feel about that, Jeff? Well, I just think it's amazing that the guy that she runs around with is the guy that can get sued. <laughs> it's, un- yeah. it's unbelievable. It was. It's like there's no personal responsibility for the woman. i got to ask you a question. Does this work in the reverse? I mean, say a husband cheats on a wife, moves in with another woman. Can the wife then sue yeah, that it, woman? Yeah. Yeah, this is the law being discussed right now. They haven't signed. They haven't. They're about ready to sign it in South Carolina. I mean, it's unbelievable. Let let me me tell you the motive behind this law. This is going to keep marriage together. Because the so you're not going to want to mess around with somebody else's somebody else's husband or wife because you know that the injured spouse could then sue you. Yeah, I'm going to get sued for law. Yeah, I don't want to go out with her. I'd love to go out with her. She's great. I don't care if she's married or not. Said the slime bag. But the point is this: I'm not going to pay 50 grand. So what? Ha- so what happens if a, if if a girl asks a guy at work just to go out with lunch? Then the husband takes a picture of it, say they're having an affair. It's just a guy from work. What I don't like about it, and this is certainly not a political show, but what I don't like about it is the government is stepping in on an issue that should be handled in the private sector. Unfortunately, the private sector has botched it so badly, as we've talked often on this show. Like you've said, Doc, if there was a 10% divorce rate, a 5% divorce rate, there'd be no reason for a Doc Love show. There'd be no reason for your teachings. Yeah, they're, 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 see, the, the legislatures, the guys, you know, the guys in the Senate and Assembly, whatever they call it over there in South Carolina, they have no concept of interest level. And I can't steal a guy's wife unless she wants me to, unless, she okays her going out with me. The only way she's going to go out with me when she's married is the fact she's out of love with her husband. So if you don't want your wife to go astray, you don't want her to run around with another male behind your back, your best protection is the system and keeping her interest level in the 90s. 
And then those nasty thoughts don't enter her mind. It seems to me to be essentially the guy that she moved in with is going to be the guy paying. <laughs> he's going to be paying the alimony because the husband would have had to pay the alimony from the divorce, but he's going to sue that guy and get his alimony back. So you're essentially going to be paying. To, it's all confusing. <laughs> and it's also dangerous. So you guys out there, we're not anti-marriage, but you better know what you're doing. What you're doing. And if you don't believe me, just talk to a buddy at work who went through a brutal divorce. Segment three now, April 25th, 2008. Doc starts out with brainwashing from Men's Health. Now, he loved the magazine for workout advice, vitamins, etc. In fact, he used to say on the air and even privately to me how much he really did like the magazine overall, except for love advice. But that didn't make men's health unique in the major media. Doc didn't like most of what he saw. According to Doc, this particular advice from them is bad advice on getting over your ex. The caller that we have next, thanks Doc for the system, and has a story about a date where he got the cheek on the third date and then got a whopper from her on why she doesn't kiss. Also, the caller is sharp. You're going to like him, especially when he answers Doc on what he learned from the system. Her actions are her interest level. Great line from Doc. Listen to this. This is the question. You want to start dating again, but you still can't forget the ex. So what do you do? Confine her to paper. Make a list of all the things you're going to miss. Make a hard copy Making a hard copy creates connections in your brain, and with that, new ways to consider your situation, says Peter Pearson, Ph.D. If I write down all the qualities that my girlfriend had that dumped me, how am I going to move forward to the next woman? What I teach is you make a list, a legal pad, and put it on your refrigerator door of all the things that she did wrong. And you keep going over that and over that, asking yourself, why am I in love with this? I'm going to let this stop me from going forward when she's in the arms of another guy right now? So here's a guy with a Ph.D. telling you to think about all the qualities your ex-girlfriend had. And in that way, you're going to forget your ex-girlfriend. Hello? Let me expand on that just a second, Doc. And that's assuming that the girl did a lot of things wrong. But what about the situation? And I, and I agree with you on this men's health thing. It's horrible advice because that's just going to make you miss her more. But say you had a real good girl. Uh, I'm just taking maybe a new student that comes to your yeah. sh- to your system that has um, found a uh, really good girl. He hadn't gotten the system yet. He blows it with her. She really did nothing wrong. What do you suggest for a guy in that boat? He's got to think about the fact the fact that a what did I do to turn her off? How is it in the beginning stages? I really, really like this girl. She liked me. Now she doesn't like me anymore. See, what the man asked, doesn't ask is of himself, how is it that she fell in love with me and now she fell out of love? If to fall out of love, I have to do something to her. I have to give her input. And when I give her that input, it's either going to keep that interest level high or the interest level is going to go down. And this type of thinking doesn't enter his mind because he's in pain. But but usually, if you really, really look, you got and this is hard, look at the way she dropped you. Look at how she well, told you she doesn't want to see you anymore. She's not attracted to you. She just wants to be your friend, and she doesn't want to waste your time. She thinks you're a really nice guy, but you just don't turn her on. I'm in love with a girl who doesn't, who I don't turn on. You got to nitpick, but you got to make a list and read it daily and get the and get the system and then go ahead and not make those mistakes you made with Judy when you go out with Caprice. Well, let's go to Aaron in Richmond. Aaron, welcome to the Doc Love Show. What is your question, buddy? Hey, Doc, how you doing? Good. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the system, and I just wanted to thank you so much for um, creating it in the first place. Um, it's really saved me a lot of time in my dating. I just wanted to share a quick story. Um, I went on a date with this girl, and we had gone out a few times, and, you know, we got along really good. Conversation was great. And so, you know, uh, we went on the, the date, and afterwards we went back to, to my apartment. We were sitting outside, and I was going in for the kiss because I was figuring, you know, it's the third date. So I go in for the kiss, and she turns her cheek. 
and she proceeds to tell me this story about how she's not a big fan of kissing and that she doesn't really like doing it. She doesn't like the way it feels, and she's only kissed one guy. And how, old, how old is she? Uh, she's 24. I'm 26. She's 24, and she's only kissed one guy in her life. Yes, and she said, uh, quote, I, unquote, I, she, I got some swamp land in Georgia for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, but yeah, but like again, since I've been, you know, since I've been a, such a huge fan of the system and the articles, it's like had I not read that stuff, you know, two or three or four years ago, I'd have been trying to, you know, convince her to kiss me, and you know, well, you'll really like it if you know you just give it a try and this, this, and that. But I just jumped out of the car and said, you know, have a nice, have a nice day, and I got rid of the number. And that's it. But that's see, it. another guy would have gone fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh date. Okay, then he bails out, okay? Four more dates on top of your three. His 70 or three. He's averaging 50 bucks a date. He spent $200 more than you because you have, <laughs> because you have this, you have the system, which is a way to save money. This is what exactly. guys don't realize. That the guys go out with this girl two and a half months, eight dates, 50 bucks a date, $400. I'll never see her again. Unless he dropped her, it was a waste of money. Exactly. Aaron, what's exactly. The, what do you feel is the biggest thing you've learned? Um, I mean, well, I've learned a lot just in general from reading the system. But, I mean, it just, I just, you know, am, like, again, like four years ago, I wouldn't have been able to just walk away from the scenario. So the, so the one thing I've learned is that the system really is good in terms of teaching guys how to, you know, if they know what they want out of a relationship, not to settle for anything less and not to be, you know, upset if something doesn't work out because it's just, you know, a numbers game ultimately. Yeah, I, I, that's a great line. I only kiss one guy in my life. <laughs> That's good. She must have that 100% interest level in him, so. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. I mean, talk about a whopper. Yeah. 2024. Never heard that before. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. They, hey, womanese is really funny. Okay, Aaron. Thank you for calling, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's a uh, great story because, you know what, it is amazing how many guys would have gone to that six, seven, or eight dates because... I, it's it's like a siren song. It's like you you remember those old uh, those old stories about the sailors that got uh, lured to the rocks from the siren on there. Well, in modern dating, it's really some of these women that have low interest level are like the sirens. They lure you in. I mean, they accept the date. They're there. They're attentive. You feel good when you're with them. But when it comes when push comes to shove. The girl's really not interested, and you have the tests in the system that allow a guy to bail early before he is too deep in. And even four dates. I mean, four dates is a matter of three weeks in most cases, or although some guys, four dates is four days. But it allows the guy to get out before he spends as much money and time as he should. Yeah, what you're, try what you're trying to do here, you're trying to find somebody potentially to go the long haul with. And your long-term goal is to be with somebody, but you're going to have to practice on a lot of these women because what they're going to do is they're going to verify the system. And when a woman with low interest level talks to you, she appeals to your emotions, your interest level, and your ego. But what the system makes you do is say, don't listen to what she says. Take her actions and look at her actions realistically. When you look at her action, her actions realistically, that is her interest level. Not all this verbiage over here that she, well, you know, I like you, but I'm just a little slow. If you just give me a little more time, honey, we've been going out three years and I haven't held your hand yet. Well, you just have to learn to be more patient. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. If they, if they don't have that fire for you, I mean, you will know if a woman is fired up over you. That's the one thing about it that a guy can't accept. A lot of the guys that don't buy into the system, the guys that you were talking about at the top of the show, they think that a woman maybe could start out cool as ice, but, you know, I'll warm her up because I know that she's going to like me. But you know what? A woman will let you know whether or not she likes you or not. It's not like they're dumb and they don't know what's going on. They know who they like, they know who they don't like, and they will let you know. And this is what guys got to realize that don't have the system that you're on her turf. Romantic love is her ball field. She knows what she's doing out there. You guys have 90% of you guys haven't a clue. So, well, I'm just going to go out and wing it, be myself, go my go by my gut and see what happens. And the trouble is, we're going to we're going to train you, Jeff and I, how to listen to your gut. 
But you're not listening to your gut. You're listening to your ego is what you're doing. And your ego says, oh, just be persistent. You'll wear down. Just like Iglesias here asking Kurnikova, you know, here's a handsome guy, a millionaire. He's up on the stage with, you know, 15,000 screaming women. And he's going after the one that says, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Oh, you just keep <laughs> saying it and saying it. And the thing is this, if he's been with her for three years and he hasn't locked her up yet, he's wasting his time if he wants to get married and have kids. Because it's not going to happen with this girl, or if it does, it's going to be a very, very unsatisfying relationship. Because his interest level will be in the 90s, and hers, hers will be like 55 to 70, floating up and down, no intensity. And he's going to have to be the aggressor when it comes to affection, and he'll rationalize well, she's just not that, uh, she's a little inhibited. And you'll say everything possible to rationalize the way she treats you guys, except the one thing that's not a lie. She has low interest level. You can't go to that. You have to say, well, it's this reason or that reason or this reason or that reason. And they all are second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, all the way down the line. But the only reason that counts is this. She doesn't dig you that much. That's all. You've been listening to the Dating Women Podcast. Thanks so much for checking out this episode. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Catch us every week on Saturday for a new episode. Until next time, this has been the Dating Women Podcast.